0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Southside Stories. My name is Jess, and I'm your host. The purpose of the podcast is to put a smile on your face and joy in your heart, and I truly appreciate you, you listening. Because it matters. I was very pleased when, I reg- when it registered in my mind that I did not need to try to justify or even reconcile my past with my present. I'm not the same person that I was 30 years ago, or even a year ago. Hex, I'm not the same person that I was when I got out of bed this morning. I'm constantly striving to be my better self. Becoming is greater than being. When I first thought about this story, you know I had to ask God. I'm not any good at making stuff up. I need his help, his guidance, and his blessings to produce these stories. He is blessing me with longevity and gives me the power of hindsight, sometimes with the clarity to see the texture of a bee's wing as it gathers pollen on the petal of a flower. I'm not advocating living in the past. Hindsight is just a tool, not the rule. My friend Anita Gathing Green and her Jubilee dress story opened my eyes to life around me. She helped me realize that right before me, in, in plain sight, good everyday people were doing great things. His name is Reggie Clark, and we met in a nightclub. We coincidentally positioned ourselves along a wall, sipping our drinks, checking out the women. Just two single guys being single guys in a nightclub full of women. We nodded a greeting. What's up? And then we went on and made our moves. Then I saw him again, this time on the basketball court. I respected that he liked winning as I did. He was a scorer, a shooter, but not just a, a shooter. He had hops. Our styles were complimentary as, as I thought myself a rebounder and a willing passer. He loved that. Having no problem asking for the ball. <coughs> expecting to pass on time. Calling, Jake, Jake. <coughs> Alerting meets that he was open. Our two-man game was pretty good, too. Before long, we were hanging out a lot, primarily because of what we like doing. I met his brother, Tony, one evening at their apartment. I stopped by to have a few drinks before we hit the club. They're from Harlem, New York. And they're very proud of it. Being a big city guy myself, I found their love and loyalty to New York interesting. But I've never been to Harlem. My feeling about Chicago was, I want it out. Reg and Tony, although brothers were, were different, Red showed a more cool and calm demeanor, while Tony was more fiery, but with an inviting laugh and engaging personality. The three of us spent a lot of time in Papa Bill's. (laughs) Drugs and alcohol were the rage in, in 1985 as we were in for fun and games. It wasn't long before things started to get crazy. That's when I noticed that I hadn't seen Reg or Tony in some time. I asked our other road dog, Ghostbuster, rest in peace, where they were. He hadn't seen Tony, he said, in some time, but he dropped Reggie off at Pomona Valley Hospital last week as he released... uh, a breath, he said, let's go visit. Reggie was in a meeting and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Believing that it was some kind of open group counseling session. During the meeting, I didn't know that there was a protocol of one time sharing per person. I felt proud of my articulation and pontification on the most interesting intellectual topic. As he walked up to us, I was quite pleased and proud of myself broadcasting a big smile like like that. I said to Rich, but I was shocked that he wasn't laughing. He pulled us into a close huddle and started to strongly scold us for for visiting him under the influence. More embarrassed than hurt feelings, I realized Reg was very serious about this meeting. I will not make that mistake again. We apologized and we headed home. As a young man in my 30s, I was confident that I knew the world. I thought differently, behaved differently, and even lived differently. Becoming so carelessly defined, I rebelled and challenged almost all that I was taught. Hardly anything was sacred. Believing myself fearless, I was eager to navigate the waters of life. Carelessly and aimlessly set myself adrift into the calm, inviting seas. Destined to arrive somewhere, but without an idea or plan. And I didn't care. The calm waters became turbulent, tossing me and my raft around like windshield wipers on a summer, on a, in a summer storm. My fear of insanity reduced me to mere bait in these treacherous predator-fields' waters. You've probably heard it said, God is, God is all you need when God is all you got. And boy, ain't that the truth. Those lonely hours felt like days and, and nothing mattered. Probably probably would have been a good idea to have checked the calendar because I lost all sense of time. My mental storms confined me to my room and finally I cried out in desperation, oh God, help me, help me. I could not put my body and my, my mind in the same place. It seemed now his response came almost immediately. It was as if all I had to do was ask. It had been just a month since the meeting that I attended with Ghostbusters, but now I am totally exhausted and mentally unstable. The help came in the form of my good friend, Reggie. I knew he could help me, and in, the mom- in a moment's clarity, struggling to peel myself away from my insanity, I called him. Reg, I'm going crazy. I need your help. He said, I'll be by to get you at 530- 5.30. Be ready. And I was when he arrived, but being up all night, butt naked, and doing three fifties sp- in the bed. I was ready. He came as promised to take me to my first AA meeting, but I didn't know that. As I walked down the hallway to the meeting, I noticed a poster on the wall that says, Becoming is greater than being. That quote has resonated with me and has remained a constant reminder that once fruit ripens, it then becomes begins the process of dying. And I wanted to grow. I had to keep becoming. I would see Tony again in those rooms. He like Reggie found his way to Alcoholics Anonymous. Tony, along with Casey, Happy Howard, to name a few, became instrumental in the early growth of Cocaine Anonymous in the San Gabriel Valley. Tony helped Reggie as Reggie helped me. But Tony helped many others like us to get sober. A year later, their oldest brother, Arthur, who would share the sober birthday of July 11, with Reggie. Then came Troy, the Troy the youngest, and then finally Jeffrey, Jeff. All five brothers, sober. My friendship with these guys became a brotherhood, too. Sadly, we lost Troy several years back. Rest in peace. He had a fiery and laughable personality, like Tony, but different. A few years ago, their father, Arthur Sr., passed. Tall man, big laugh, and big sense of humor. He was a very intimidating man. And lastly, Jeff, the quiet one, although I'm told his hoop gang spoke very loud on the courts of New York City. With all Mrs. Clark's boys now in California, she gladly moved away from the Wagner Project, where she was well-known and respected, to live with her family in California. I love Mrs. Clark. She's a loving calm to all of them. The day that I called Tony to ask permission to tell this story, we laughed about something. That's what we do. The sarcasm never ends. But we laughed even more because it had been well over 30 years since we revisited some of the topics of those days. Days when we were so young and full of ourselves and terribly insensitive to each other's feelings. Back then, Tony, Reggie, and I shared a three-bedroom apartment. We know now that we were then much on our own path to become our best selves. What? Huh, what? Okay. What I'm saying is, Tony and I didn't get along. We got along with Reggie, who was as neutral as Switzerland. He never took a side. Nothing or anyone was going to take away his peace. As we continued to reminisce and laugh, he mentioned my pet, the spider. For some strange reason, that became an aha moment for me. That's it. The spider. See, one day I brought home a rescued tarantula spider from the shelter. It was about, hey, three, four inches tall. I mean, it was a nice-sized spider. A haunting, graceful, hairy creature possessing two huge hook-like Claws at its mouth. I let a guy talk, talk me into adopting it. It was fascinating watch him catch, to watch him catch crickets. Suddenly, I clearly saw what I didn't see then. It was the spider that angered Tony so much. And I was scared of it myself. But I stood my my position to have that scary-looking creature. All the more reason for conflict. But we laughed that day. And I'm still laughing now. (laughs) Reggie would just look look at us and go to his room. Hindsight. I've seen Reggie on several occasions demonstrate that classy cool. I asked him one day, how was he able to remain so cool when most didn't? And he said, I never let people, or anyone for that matter, take away my peace. Today, Reggie Clark utilizes his mantra of of peace. Many will tell you that he's truly a service provider. His vocation is working with the homeless population. Reggie is the program manager at Volunteers of America, Pomona. He's in charge of a 200-bed shelter. Teddy Green, who is Reggie's close friend, is also, who was also Reggie's protege. Teddy is now a manager at a homeless shelter. And that's a sign of good leadership. Reggie can effectively formulate a plan almost in an instant to solve problems. He's gracious when he speaks of esteem because he walks and talks with the problem as society has deemed homeless people. The avoided people whose lives were changed dramatically, sometimes in an instant, He said to me, no one ever one day decides to make themselves homeless. There are people living in tents underneath overpasses on the streets. Most everywhere to to find shelter, even in their own cars. These are Reggie's people. There's much to be done, he says, because every homeless person is important. Reggie's avocation, his passion, is helping people, especially in Cocaine Anonymous. He's without question an inspiration to many. The 40 years that I've known him, he's been a natural leader. He hum, he hum, he's humbly 37 years sober. But let him tell you, you may not be impressed by my years of sobriety, but I am. Reggie's past and current sponsors, Father Bob, Rest in Peace, and Hal, are positive examples of how to lead and to treat people with respect. Without question, his personality promotes his popularity in Southern California communities, as well in the homeless population of Pomona. And it's rightfully due. Would you question the popularity of Mother Teresa in the streets of Calcutta? She worked with the homeless, the discarded, the mentally ill. The number of people that he comes in contact with in a daily, with daily, is astounding. He's on his phone, probably walking out the door of his house. That's because people want problems solved, Question, answers to questions, help they need, support they don't have, love they want and and need. The list grows as the sun continues to rise and set. But Reggie keeps things moving. I can hear him saying these words as he formulates a solution, formulates a solution to a problem. He says, "Okay, listen. This is what we're going to do." Probably problem probably not solved, but it isn't just sitting. It's to be solved at an appointed time. I call that hope. And he keeps hope alive. The love and respect that people have for him is often asked. He's often asked to carry the word of CA to those who want to hear. And he's really a good speaker. He always begins his pitch very humbly saying, He did it again. To me, it's his way of reminding us that God is and has always been present. Reminding us to pay attention and to recognize his loving consistency. Nothing matters but the life we live right now at this very moment. And he allows us to keep doing it again and again, as Reggie says, he did it again. Now on a much lighter note, my brother loves his, his family of four children and three grandchildren who all bring him so much joy. He along with all the brothers are involved all, with all their nieces and nephews' lives. His fantasy, he fancies himself as a far better than average domino player. He would be arrogant enough to say he's the best. Of course, Tony and Arthur and the rest of the crew, Teddy, Henry, Jimmy, Sean, and Clint, would probably say, he's not bad but if I asked, but if asked who was the best player or who was the best team, you just open a can of worms. <laughs> they all love to play dominoes and he enjoys food with a good boxing match with good domino players. Talking with Reg reminded me of a story. It's about a boy that was walking along a beach covered with starfish that the ocean had washed onto the shore. The boy looked ahead and he sees a woman walking and tossing these starfish back into the ocean. When he reached her, he asked, why are you throwing them back? There must be thousands of starfish here. What does it matter? She answered him as she tossed another back into the sea, saying, it mattered to this one, and tossing another, it mattered to this one. Reggie goes about his day, tossing starfish, saying, because it matters to this one, and to this one, and to this one. Folks, it mattered to me, too. Thanks, Ridge. And the entire Clark family. Well, that's all I got, folks. I hope you enjoyed it because blah, 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 blah.